Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I was at my parents' house for lunch this week, and our granddaughter, Aubrey, noticed some bunnies and Easter eggs on the shelf, and she said, what are those there for? We'd been gone for 10 days on vacation, so our Easter decorations hadn't made it up yet, but you better believe they came out as soon as she got back to our house. She knew it was time. The time to prepare for Easter had come. Started thinking about this idea of preparing for Easter and what that looks like. And I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and it's where his mind was as well. And and he's preparing and thinking about being a child. And what that's like to, to think about Easter when you're a child. And if you remember back to those days, Because it's not on a fixed day like the December 25th, it's kind of hard sometimes as a kid to think about when is Easter coming, when will that day be, and now that we're adults, we all know exactly how the Easter day is calculated, right? I'll put the little slide up here next, you can put that next slide up, so just in case you're trying to remember, there it is, very simple, you should all be able to figure that out. Um, And if you uh, are still struggling, next is a a slide that uh, has an ancient calendar that lays it all out in Latin there for you. So I'm sure you'll follow that. Yeah, okay. So it's a little challenging to figure out this timing for Easter, to prepare for Easter, but it's also why we have a whole season, right? So we can figure out when Easter is going to be once we know when Ash Wednesday is and count out the weeks from there. But for me, as a kid, thinking back, my primary concern about Easter was how it coincided with my birthday that year, because this last week was my birthday, and sometimes it came really close. I remember being a kid and getting a lamb cake for my birthday, because it was the day before Easter. And with a dad who was a pastor, it could really screw up your birthday, having it too close to Easter. So that was a a serious concern. Well, the calculation may be challenging, but we can certainly... Think about the fact that we need to prepare for Easter. And again, it's why we have this whole season of Lent. And continuing to talk to my friend about this preparing, we were talking about last week, the final Sunday in Lent, and we hear the story of Mary and Martha. My friend asked a great question about the nature of our preparations. So even if we've got the exact day figured out and we know when Easter is coming, what is the nature of our preparations? We can prepare like Martha, and that's usually what our church staff preparations look like. Are the palms ordered? Is the music ready? Do we have all of the volunteers that we need? But those Martha questions are far different than the Mary questions as she kneels at Jesus' feet in devotion to his life-changing mission in the world. Are we ready for Easter? 
Here on Palm Sunday, we see the preparation of Jesus for what is going to happen on the cross. We just heard the gut-wrenching story of his crucifixion, his death, a death that he knew was coming, a death he could have seen before him as he stood on the top of the Mount of Olives entering the city. Even today, if you look at this next slide, you can see that the view from the top of the Mount of Olives is impressive, stretching over the city, seeing the temple mount there with the dome of the rock at its center. But imagine Jesus seeing it with the full temple in his time. Just imagine Jesus looking at this symbol of power coming in from the countryside where they lived in little hovels, little caves in the side of a hillside to see this most amazing structure, a symbol unlike any other in his time of power power to which he was destined to submit himself so that he might reveal the empty power of violence and hatred in the face of love. If we go back to the previous slide, we look at that now and all that remains is the Temple Mount and it's not because of erosion over time, no, it's because we know by the time Luke is writing these words, the Temple is torn down by the Roman authorities because of insurrection. The cost of violence and hatred was high. So we hear Jesus lamenting in his story about now that the wood is green, imagine when it's dry. Luke is writing those words knowing what those fires look like in Jerusalem, burning the temple to the ground. Jesus comes knowing what is to come coming for those in Jerusalem, coming for himself on the cross. But he knows the meaning of his mission, of his calling. He knows the power of love, of light over darkness. And he was prepared to make the sacrifice for it. We can prepare our homes with Easter decorations, prepare our Easter dinners, prepare our Easter services, but are our hearts ready for Holy Week and Easter? Are our hearts ready to receive and then to proclaim and enliven God's message of new life out of death, love out of hate, peace out of violence, grace out of judgment? An old college friend had to face these questions back in 2019 when his wife died before even reaching the age of 50. He was heartbroken and despairing, but he also leaned into his faith in the resurrection and the power of God's love revealed in Jesus. Trusting in this power, he came to the conclusion that he would pursue a life in ministry. So he's now in Bible college, and he recently got remarried. And it was this background, though, of coming out of a place of despair into this new calling in his life that really struck me by a reflection that he posted about his current studies at Bible college. He wrote, the most difficult thing about being in Bible college is maintaining my relationship with God. It's very easy to mistake time in class with relationship. 
Without God in the center, nothing is going to be as good as it can be. Our jobs, our marriage, our volunteer work, even Bible college. He goes on to say, my Bible school knowledge without relationship with Jesus puffs up. With him in the center, though, this knowledge becomes life-giving, life-saving, and full of love. I think the second sounds much better, he says. What is the nature of our preparations as we come into this holiest of weeks? Is it the busy work of Martha, or is it coming alongside of Mary at the feet of Jesus in devotion and wonder at the power of his sacrifice in our lives? I invite you to enter into the power of this week as we gather on Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and for the Easter Vigil, to once again hear the stories, to proclaim the mystery with awe and thanksgiving, and to then celebrate the miraculous power of God's love unleashed in the world, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.